Hey guys, welcome to episode 41 of the Organic Poison Podcast. Man, it's been pretty awesome being able to do all of these episodes. You know, looking forward to being able to get back to doing one episode to two episodes a week. Actually, what we're working on right now is going to be the functionality for being able to do two episodes a week. And it's going to be awesome. And uh, whenever we get to doing that, once we get started, I'm going to be on a... Uh, on a mission. My mission is to raise some money. So I'm going to be offering $10 and $5 sponsor slots for each episode. There will be the $10 slot, which is at the beginning and then the halfway slot, which will be $5. So I'm going to do some more promotions for that online. And even if you're not interested in sponsoring in that way, or if you're interested in sponsoring in another way, or whatever you can do that you'd like to put towards investing in the podcast, whether it be time, money, or uh, something crazy that I'm not even thinking of, feel free to contact me at organicpoisonmedia at gmail.com or send contributions to paypal.com slash Shane Izzo. Uh, or just message me. And we can work, we can figure something else out. I will also be having Cash App soon. And once I get Cash App, that'll be an additional way for you guys to purchase merch whenever, uh, oh, cats off the bag, new shirts are coming. They are on the way. They're going to be different than the previous shirts. And I'm looking forward to getting them out there. Uh, hopefully we can take a different approach this time and make them a little cheaper. Either way, thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, as always, the easiest way for me to get more people to listen to this podcast on a weekly basis is by you guys sharing it. I know there's a handful of you guys that are listening to it every every time a new one comes out. And each time there's more people, which obviously different guests play into that as well. So word of mouth. We just uh, If you guys enjoy what you hear, go listen to another episode. And if you enjoy that, go tell somebody you've been listening to this podcast. There's 40 other episodes besides this one, and there's a lot more than that on the way. So, hey, hope you guys are doing all right out there. Uh, yeah, enjoy yourselves. Oh, let me turn on my TV real quick. Thank you for tuning in to the local news at 5. Today's weather report, after a long week of snowstorms in the south, we have a little bit of sun poking out. But don't get too riled up because we got clouds and rain in the forecast for this week. So be sure to pack your umbrellas, your rain boots, and your jackets and prepare for a while. Search for the American dream. The only thing I found is that it's not what it seems. They put it in my head that it was ours to achieve. But now it's in my soul that theory's hard to believe. It's hard to stay afloat. It's been that way since the boat. Yearning for financial freedom, but unsure what way to go. Other options let us know. Our people died to let us vote. The young is I ain't kicking those and selling dope. Now that's your rope. Go ahead and hang us. But never can you blame us. Cause when you come from nothing, you hunger for rich and famous. Always gonna be one of me with inspirational help. I wanna introduce these hoods to generational wealth. Yeah. Break out. Break out. Break out. See, now it's time to break out. Now it's time to break out. Break out. 
I am your host, Shane Smith, or Shane O, or that guy that happens to be the host of Organic Poison Podcast. Today, I'm here with a guest who is returning. He has he was, I believe, on my third episode. Uh, Gennaro, welcome back, brother. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Yeah, this is uh this is a thing I'm wanting to I'm wanting to try to be able to use some of this footage from this Zoom presentation that we have here and bring it over to the uh YouTube. I have yet to uh put an episode on YouTube, so this will probably be one of the first ones. So Yeah, I don't know that I'll send it the same way that it is like how we see it cuz you know Zoom you can do all a couple of different options, but I might take it and put it in another program and put some borders around it and make it kind of a a thing. But either way, yeah, put some sparkle on it. <laughs> yes, yes, or just basically put some branding on it so it doesn't just look like two guys talking in, on a camera. But in the same breath, I mean, if they listen to the intro, then they know it's us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what you been up to lately? Man, not much, man. Just grinding it out, trying to come up with some different stuff. Uh, lately, uh, been focusing on trying to get an album out for the fall. Um, yeah, that's it. And the planning stages, I already got all the recording and stuff done. So, oh, wow. That, see, that's awesome. Basically, you, I mean, it's almost like you got the easy part out of the way, but it's also exciting when you get to the point of just being able to release something and how you want to release it, you know? It's, it's fun. I don't think it's as fun as the recording. I like the creative part of the recording. Right. Of course, it kind of, kind of irks you sometimes, but it's also fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think part of me is probably just uh, a little bit self-centered. So it's like one of those kind of things, like it's the one time that you get to be like, have an excuse to just put on for yourself really hardcore. It's like when you're getting ready to release some music, it's like, I'm, hey, look, I'm not trying to be selfish, but I've got to do this for the project, you know? <laughs> look at my shit, like check this shit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got to pretend that I'm like the king of some shit for a little while. It's like only because the homies won't do it for me. It's like, you don't want to just like beg your friends to like do your shit for you. But in the same breath, it's like, oh man, I really wish you guys would just, you know, cause when they see you, they're like, fuck yeah, man, I listened to that song or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh my God, well, you know, I greatly appreciate you listening to it several times, but you should have shared it or you should have told That's somebody. Man. Cause you're going to listen to it every time just cause you know, yeah. it's, it's the homie, but you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like like they just don't think about that though. Which can you blame them? I kind of wish. I kind of wish I didn't. You know. Yeah, I understand that completely. Because I don't. I don't like outside of music. I don't like share music with people. Like for real, barely even listen to new music to be sharing. Yeah, I I feel you. Like it's rare. Which and and that kind of sucks too. Because it's like. a part of me like wishes I could be like, oh man, you know, I really want to support an artist. You know, it's like, it's, it's so hard to find like, because everybody is an art, like everybody does something, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, it kind of like loses its authenticity. If I just share everybody, you know, that I know that does something. Right. That's but, true too. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like you, I guess in the back of my head, you think that maybe there's somebody that would be salty that you didn't share their stuff, you know, and it's like, I right. Then I start feeling conceited. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> it's like, and it's like, who gives a shit if I'm the one sharing your stuff? It's like, it's all in Facebook's hands, really. If you think about That's it, true. <laughs> very true. It could be nobody like that you and like friends are following with, but 
It could be one random person just see you off a hashtag and just start posting you and posting you. Yeah. And now you got some traction. I'm thinking I want to, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to go through with this, but <clears throat> I'm going to get some money together and I'm going to do like a, like I'm going to actually spend some money on like ads and stuff, either for music or for the uh, podcast, just because I want to try it out. But I think I'm going to try and run ads in different countries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Because it's like, you really don't have to feel too bad about not getting out and performing. Cause it's like, I mean, what do you want me to do? You know, like, but it's like in the same breath, what if you found like a town in a different country and you just focused like the same way, if you just started your Instagram today, you would follow everybody in the area. You know what I'm saying? You'd follow everybody, you know, it's like, well, what if you find a way to do that in like a small town, like 20 miles from our, from Dublin? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you just in all these people and you're like, you start a community. I mean, you'd have to have a lot of time on your hands because you also have your own life. But Well, not really. How the ads work, they kind of they uh, do a good job at, you know, marketing and advertising to whatever, you know, promo you want to do to those places. But at the same time, the way you talking, like Adam and Strand, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, community, yeah. talk to them and stuff. That would be even more in-depth, I guess. Yeah. But, but I think that'd be cool. I ain't never think about that. It'd be cool though that you know, you pretty much it'd be like being there without even being there. You know exactly. And see, the thing I'm thinking specifically with the ads, not necessarily all the way down the rabbit hole, but like, what if you like pretty much just found a way to run enough ads to get it to where it was like, or maybe if you knew one person in the town, almost like a, a ground person that yeah. I don't know, like if you could get in, you know, one street team. An entire high school in a completely different country getting into your music. I mean, if you're if you're a foreigner to them, you know what I'm saying. You're automatically going to blow up, especially if you became a trending topic. So think about if you got that big in some small town and that just spread out like that. Right, spread out from that town. It happens like that. Um, And they're different about music overseas, like in Russia and stuff, dude. Like, I mean. I guess they are, I say they're different. They're probably just like us, but like they love music. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess they're not as distracted by a bunch of other things going on. I've been running ads. I do ads sometimes on like Instagram and I recently did one on Google. Over the time me figuring, doing that and kind of like playing with it and reading stuff, I seen what Germany is like the, you know, the big hip hop listening yeah. country. It's crazy as hell. Like they listen to our stuff like, like it's popping when I I don't know how you're knowing what I'm saying. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, I get, yeah. you know. Well, I think I think it's almost like mandatory in a lot of other places in the world to learn English. <laughs> so I mean, they have to learn English in school, kind of like how we're supposed to learn Spanish or French, you know, or yeah. something like that. I say I didn't go to school, but I know most of my friends had to take a Spanish class. So it's like it kind of makes sense where it's like, which I mean. But English is like everywhere else in the world, it seems like. Yeah. I bet they don't make you learn English in Russia. <laughs> they could be the one place they're not like. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're good. We're going to learn that. Yeah, it's like they'll give you like some other like random language to learn. They'll, they'll learn like Mandarin, learn like Chinese, and they like <laughs> right close to China. So that, that probably makes sense. Or they actually the way that their leadership is, they probably would just come up with a second Russian language. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we, we're just going to teach you another language that nobody else come up is. with some completely futuristic language. Don't even look like normal, you know, letters and that. 
You know, that'd be pretty awesome if you did that, if you knew your country was about to get invaded. Like, we, like we know in 10 years, our country's going to get invaded. So we have to get all the citizens inundated with a new language so they can so, talk. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, hey, that's, that's smart. <laughs> it couldn't happen here. It could not happen. No, here. absolutely. Well, we wouldn't believe that nobody was coming until they came. <laughs> We'd be like, that never happened. We all got to go. <laughs> in the midst of getting shot up. Yeah, no shit. Figure it out. We'd be sitting there eating, like grilling or something. Like, oh damn, they're really here. <laughs> this is no good. Yeah, they like that shit was real. What they were talking about ten years ago. Dude, all these, all the, all. I'm just totally halfway kidding, but it's like if just say some some people just invaded this bitch. Everybody who was like, yeah, well, we got our own guns. You know, I mean, that's a big thing. That's the reason it was like everybody's armed in the country. So it's like. But it's like just they're just it, like nobody even has time to grab their guns. Their houses are just <laughs> you're throwing them strapped to the back of a truck. You don't know where you're going. They're and busting you out of there. Everybody who on Vegas just got free guns. Though so we couldn't even use them. So we were doing our regular stuff. You see neighborhoods where this is happening. Like two or three people out of like forty houses actually try to shoot at them, and they're like trained like military people. So they just right. disarm you and just I don't know. That would just be some crazy, really foul shit. It's like all we've just put our entire foundation on hoping that that would never happen. That's our, that's our, what one of our first like amendments, first couple of amendments is bare arms. So <laughs> yeah, it's the it's second. Like our main rule, and we didn't even abide by it. We just, yeah, it's like damn, all that fussing and fighting we did over these fucking guns. Control. <laughs> it's like we that would be crazy. But I mean, we're just gonna have to hope that that doesn't happen. Yeah, if I'm I, being, if I'm being honest, if it does, and we know in advance, like ten days in advance, so <laughs> yeah. if we actually listen when they say, "Oh, in ten years," yeah. if we listen, yeah, that'd be the crazy thing. And, um, and that was gonna be my alternative. Was you know, I mean, you could teach people a language, or you could just teach people how to defend themselves. I was about to say because maybe learning a new language would be more or less like, oh, well, we know we're fucked. <laughs> it's like we know we're all gonna become prisoners, and that's how we're gonna build. <laughs> that's how we're gonna build our underground system. It's like, but if you train them to fight, it's like, well, at least they sit on their feet. <laughs> yeah, at least they went out with bangs, yeah. went out speaking some random shit in the air. <laughs> Yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> in handcuffs, working on the working on the Russian chain gang, <laughs> and you're having you're having to halakmasakayama, <laughs> and your boy your boy forgot <laughs> he forgot the whole language he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so he, you don't know what the the he was thinking like us, like the Americans. He was like, "Fuck it, that shit ain't gonna happen." <laughs> Now he out there speaking Russian, looking crazy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> this is not meant to be like a, a diss towards Russia or not, because no, maybe, no, no, no. I mean, hey, <laughs> we just saying any country <laughs> that could definitely happen still in any country. I'm sure there was, yeah, I mean, it could definitely happen to anyone. I'm sure there's been scenarios that that's played out, especially with smaller countries. We're talking about the, you know, the top dogs here. But, I mean, there's yeah. plenty of, I mean, there's pr- plenty of countries, I'm sure, that that kind of shit's happened to. And, right. it's, and that hasn't even had anything to do with us, you know, like. 
It's like an interesting thing that I heard the other day on a show that I was listening to. They were talking about, you know, we get so worked up about the stuff that's going on in China, which there is some pretty bad stuff going on in China. That's not exclusively China, like not the people of China, but the, the government or whatever. But and she proceeded to say she's like, and that is horrible. She's like, but do you realize like that kind of, that there's shit like that happening all over the world. It's like we just don't care. Uh, I mean, it's like we don't think about it. I mean, it's, and it's kind of shitty when you think about that. But it's, yeah, like there, right, it's like there's stuff that happens in some of these countries that don't ever make it on any kind of radar. Like journalism isn't there. Like there's not anything covering it. Like it, and it's like you couldn't cover it all. It's like, and honestly, it would take away from, it would just desensitize people even more if you did try to invest your money and time into that. Right. Because they hear too much. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we, we, suffer, we suffer from that shit here in America with like way simpler things than some of the shit that people deal with over there. It's like, or in other places in the, in the world. But it's just funny. That's a more serious way, thing of looking at how like, it really could be any country like there's we I'm not trying to this is not the America has its faults, but I'm grateful that we are not in some other places in the world. That's true. Like damn true. At least we have the opportunity to try to work out our differences. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we got a court of law and all that. Like if you need yeah. Or you could just work it out before you even get to that point. Yeah. I was about to say, and I'm just saying like, even as like, people it's like you know it's like we could all just be like miserable <laughs> like yeah. all the time but you know hey whatever yeah. uh i'm glad that i don't <laughs> i'm glad i don't live in a third world country if for no other reason i wouldn't be able to have good internet at my house <laughs> yeah we're not glitching at all yes this that is- really wouldn't happen here if, like 10 years ago so yeah yeah I- another place I, this this spot where I'm at, it, I live out in Purvis, and I don't know how I managed to get this, but it's like connected to Comcast, so it's not satellite. What I had up until about a week and a half ago was satellite internet. So the only good, or only decent internet that I had was my hotspot for my phone. I'm kind of sharing this story because throughout the past year on the podcast, I've griped and complained about how shitty my internet was. And now I'm grateful to have good internet. But, and then we found out that we could get Xfinity out here through Comcast. And so they sent somebody out here and we paid and got whatever. And they had to hook it up first. They had to actually pull some wires, pull some string. Yes. Yes. And th- those like two days were like straight anxiety. I'm just like, man, maybe they'll come a day early <laughs> you know, just because our other internet shut off. So we didn't, I mean, and That's my good. hotspot was done within like eight hours of my tit, my, my kid watching uh TV. So yeah. not him watching eight hours straight, but us putting on TV and just letting it run the background. Yeah. So it don't take long. Well, my wife, absolutely loves harry potter so and we have the harry potter on blu-ray and it's like one of it's like we have all those movies that was here did you hear the cops oh that was the i thought it was my tv so i'm trying to figure out what i thought was outside it was on your end you're like hey man i gotta go (laughs) i should have said that to you it's just oh shit close the close the laptop (laughs) I'll be like, what the fuck? What happened? I'll be like trying to DM you or something, text you like, what fucking happened, bro? 
They get you for what? <laughs> Dude, that would be crazy. Yeah. That would have been really funny if I was that clever. But then again, I, it would have been hard for me to open it back up and you're not on here. And you're like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, if we'd have been like, if we would have like managed to have been like an hour and fifteen minutes in, and that's how I ended the podcast, that would have been hilarious. Hey, that, now that would have been something to keep, right? That would be, and then you start uh, stopping all your podcasts like that. That'd be your signature. <laughs> the to come in. Yeah, but like after about fifteen episodes of keeping that going, I have somebody come kick in my door. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck! You just hear him beating me up, and they cut the camera off. Be like, fuck that! This is over with. <laughs> oh my god! If I got somebody who had never seen it, like that didn't know a guest in your shoes that was completely unaware of what was going on, <laughs> they'd be like, holy shit! <laughs> That's some TV shit there. <laughs> that would be that would be really funny. That's something to think of for one episode. Yeah, yeah, that would be, oh man, I got to start doing, I'm going to start pranking people. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be really clever. That would. Uh, that, I'm watching fucking ridiculousness. That's what's playing up here. And that, that make, that made me think of that. Like it's a bunch of funny, crazy, random shit. Yeah. <laughs> like Don't the they have like, oh, I'm sorry. What you finna say? I was gonna say, don't they have a, like a new show that's like a knock, a spinoff of Ridiculousness? They got a bunch of them on the scene. It got like <laughs> high ridiculousness and hollow dick, like all for different <laughs> shows. One for, like, one for like smoking, one for like Halloween, yeah, <laughs> one for like throwing up, like gross ridiculousness or some crazy <laughs> shit. I don't know. It like the only thing. That's what I was finna say. The only thing on MTV that pop. Yeah, no like, shit. They gonna flip it. However much they can. I mean, dude, if you really think about it, that they were that's been playing pretty much nonstop on MTV for like a decade. I'm saying, <laughs> I mean, that and like Teen Mom—that's the only damn thing that's keeping MTV afloat. And and Teen Mom was something they had to bring back. Like, yeah, they, they, were <laughs> they were like, shit, what really worked for back in the day? Bring that shit right on back then. Dude, yeah. you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, why? It's like, where's the, uh, where's the creative? You know, they kind of do that. Have been doing that with movies too lately. Like, where's the creativity? Like, for something new. But yeah, it's like maybe we're kind of like conditioned, right? Like, I mean, when it comes to entertainment, so it's like we were conditioned for forever when y'all were co- when the, like studios were coming out with new stuff. It's yeah. like, so why is it now that y'all? It's got to be something to do with money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like. Because it's like always, it's like, oh, Bill and Ted 7 are, is coming out. Like, I bet you they're about to come out with a new Wayne's World movie. Like, they had that <laughs> they had that commercial, and apparently they're doing uh, Ace Vin, a new Ace Ventura movie. What? They're doing National Treasure 3. And it's like, all these movies, it's like, this is tight and all. But it's like, it's like oh, you guys are investing all this money, and it's all just like redoing something of the past. I think... I think it's the same thing, like entertainment. When I think about like record labels, record labels do the same shit. Like they'll sign yeah. artists, even if the artist is real creative, they tell like stick to this little. You made it off this song, so let's yeah. stick to the same script right here. Yeah, and I feel like that's what the movie's doing. Like, yeah, well, this works. So I remember when Get Out came out. Get Out came out, 
everybody was like, uh, it's a dope movie. Then afterwards, I started seeing a bunch of movies just like Get Out. Yeah. Because they still didn't work. So it like, you know, let's keep tapping that. But it's all like, that shit get repetitive. I mean, it's good stuff, but. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But it's like each time you remake it, it's like, it's like taking a clone of a clone. It's like, yeah. If you get it, like, you've got the, 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 the first initial suspect, uh, uh, excuse me, um, specimen if you will and then you take that and you clone it and then that grows into its own specimen but it's a clone it's like and you clone it you clone it yeah it's almost like it waters down the message too yeah that's very true Uh, i've been hearing a lot i hadn't seen it yet a lot of people talk about the company have you seen the coming to america movie the new one Uh, yeah no i have not I've been hearing a lot of people saying, well, I've mixed reviews. Some people saying they like it. And then some people say it just ain't the same. It's when it, fir- same when it first came out, I, I literally, I didn't, all the, all, this is going to sound funny, but all the white people that I saw that were posting about it, they're like, it's so funny. And like every, all the black people were like, man, this shit is washed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's because, I mean, and I don't know, it could be wrong, but it's like, maybe a different demographic of people like appreciated the first one, as opposed to just being like, it's some piece of culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it is a piece of culture, but like some people look at it as like, they can just reach and they can grab that piece of it and get a taste of it and be like, Oh, I understand this culture because I got a taste. I I don't know if that makes sense. Those same people. And also I could just be being a hater because I saw the first one like way before, like a year and a half ago. But like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I guess people are just, maybe I'm just being a a prick. (laughs) I might just be in, being an elitist prick. (laughs) Like, Oh, well y'all didn't see it when I saw it. You know, (laughs) not really seeing it right before it came up. I mean, I, I seen it a long time ago. I, honestly, it wasn't like one of my favorite movies. Like, sure, yeah, I like Beverly Hills Cop as far as Eddie Murphy movies go. Like, I thought yeah. that was a great movie. But I mean, Coming to America was cool, but it's whatever. Yeah. It, I, I mean, would, I don't, I don't want to fuck up, but I don't really check for Eddie Murphy. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, he's still good, but like, he ain't like one of the main comedians I go search for. They're doing a movie. Let me go. Yeah. You know. So. But I'm I'm a I'm a definitely see it and see what it's talking about just to Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch it just because. I mean, especially because people have been talking about it, so I usually try to be involved in the up and up. If nothing yeah. else. <laughs> you know, like I've kinda to your point earlier, like about you said you don't even really listen to much new music or whatever. It's like unless it's very specific to something you want yeah. to hear. <laughs> and even the even the stuff that I listen to that's new, uh I use the example of uh a young thug album, like the last one he dropped, everybody would listen to it when it came out. Yeah, I started listening to it like a year later. I'm like, oh, let me let me see what this is. Well, and then somebody listened to it. I always give something a first run through, and then it's, I'm okay. I, obviously, Drake, like I'm listening to his shit until I like it. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people that I'll give it one first run, like listen through or whatever, and I'll gravitate maybe to a song or two if it's an artist that I like. And then I probably won't touch most touch it for a while. And then when I come back to it, I'm like, this is, this is actually pretty good. You know, like it's a good pro- project, but I just, I guess I just don't feel as excited about when something drops as I used to. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like there's it's really hard to get me to be like, God, I just want to just absorb all of it. Like if Kanye West dropped an old school Kanye West album, which is never gonna happen again, but like like I'd be like, Oh my god, you know, like pray for that, but it's not going I was really hoping that, that that I was gonna get that feeling when Chance the Rapper dropped his first album. I did well no, I didn't get that kind of feeling from that. I thought it I thought it would be too, but you're right, it really wouldn't. Like it was, it was different though. Was, I think, I think media had something to do with it too. Like yeah. they were like, "Oh, it's it's okay." <laughs> you know, like if the meter if the meter for like college dropout if that level was right here, he probably got like right there trying to you know yeah. recreate that feeling. It was a good feeling, but it wasn't that that same. Yeah. Old thing. Yeah. Without a but doubt, Kanye, Kanye doing the God. I kind of messed with the gospel album a little bit. You know, a lot of people didn't mess with it. I kind of liked it. I liked a few songs off of that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like he's not talented. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he he has definitely proven himself. He do, he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone as far as, like, making stuff sound good, making it work. You know, like, he's obviously a genius. But in the same breath, it's like, ah. You know, I really like the other stuff more. Like, but in the same breath, I as I've gotten older, I guess I've become a little less like I want you to stay the same forever about people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that bands really were the thing that got me to where I stopped being so. Uh, it's like, well, you can't be hypercritical on someone changing their sound. It's like, because with bands, it's like almost like, well, we want to do this for forever and we can't do it without evolving our sound. So we're going to change and most of you are not going to like it, but it's going to work for us. So we have to do this. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and I, I think mean, that, that kind of happens with artists too, with rappers. Yeah. People have to change their music. They got to change, you know, their image, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at, <clears throat> Excuse me. Look at Miley Cyrus. I mean, every album she drops, she changes up her entire image. And I mean, half of that is me shitting on her, and half of me is being like, "Hey, it's genius. It works for." Her. I mean, she sells stuff. She sells it like her her marketing and her image because her music is usually pretty good. <laughs> Most yeah. of the stuff she makes. I mean, she even went through that phase where she was like all in the rap culture and rap scene or whatever. But it was still hard. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and it was good. It's like, but in the same breath, you also look at it as like, that's still a, you know, a part of her. Like, cause if you listen to her talk or like have conversations, she's a rowdy broad, you know what I'm saying? Like she don't, or she has been, you know what I'm saying? She was been, she probably. Down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a little bit, she was a little racy back then as far as, you know, a little risque, if you will, but, and she still is now, but it's more like, I feel more, it's more natural for her to be in her fucking, I'm a rocker chick as opposed to being like, <laughs> sitting in a basketball goal with fucking Wiz Khalifa <laughs> smoking a blunt or something, you know, yeah. but I feel like that, I feel like stuff like that is good because you get to see the person and not just the artist, but the person, bro. Like yeah. She had to go through her, you know, teenage years doing the Hannah Montana situation. And she broke out into her 20s doing the whole, you know, I'm smoking weed, I'm drinking, I'm getting fucked up. Yeah. I got the, I got the chicken butt on stage. Yes. <laughs> she fucked up and then now she married, you know, writing more like bluegrass type song, which is dope, like singer songwriter song. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you just see her progress too as a person. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I get, and you know, you've got artists like that and artists like Justin Bieber who like, we pretty much have watched them. We've grown up with them really, you know, cause so I guess they're kind of close to our age, but as, if nothing else, we, we watch them grow up and it's weird because it's like, I don't really care that much, but in the same breath, it is interesting to see how they've evolved those yeah. two specifically, but you know, whatever. <laughs> they are both they're both really ass rich too. they live with their fucking life <laughs> yeah. yeah they have uh they have squandered a lot of their life experiences i'm quite sure um i would be i would be remiss if we didn't spend a little bit of time talking about the stuff that i had written down um one of the one of the things that I was going to ask you, and this is a a very I don't know if you would call this a topical question, but it is something I would be interested in hearing your opinion on. Uh, if an if a million dollars landed in your lap right now, and you can take your time to answer it and plan it out, but like if a million dollars landed in your lap, how do you think you would spend it, or just spend most of it? You don't have to spend the entire million dollars. Just what do you think some of your first moves would be? I'm going to just answer it quick since it'd be like me dropping some money in my lap. But take it. Uh, I'm not depositing none. Made deposit up to the point where before the taxes, you know, get, you know, seen yeah. at the IRS and all that bullshit. Yeah, you might need to just stick all that shit under the bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> someone got to go to the bank because, you know, just got to go. Not all of it. Not not even a, a big portion. Just a few, few rackings. Yeah. But the rest of it gonna get invested in something. Cause I found a million dollars, but you ain't gonna keep a million dollars. So you gotta figure out what you're gonna do with it to, you know, make it keep recurring or whatever. The rest of it, a B toys, I probably hand some off to some family or something. Yeah. And the rest of it, just a blow. Not yeah. blow, but blow, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I got you. Have fun, go on a trip or something, you know. Yeah, if I'm getting if I'm getting a million dollars, depending on how I actually invest it, I think that I would definitely, like, blow money for a month straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. I'm talking Not about, like, I'm going to have to get a babysitter for a month straight. <laughs> They're gonna be blowing it by itself. Man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see if I'll be able to uh, survive that month. I might have to go ahead and just get put the rest nine hundred thousand of it in my son's name. <laughs> but I'm gonna do some sinning for about a month. Yeah, do some crazy shit, some life changing shit, man. Yes, I'm going. I'm go going, ahead, I'm going go ahead and set some of that. Set some of that up to a hospital bill. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like I won a million dollars and racked up a million and ten on fucking hospital bills. <laughs> I, I promise I'm doing shit that I would have never thought to do. Like I go on a little blowing the money spree is gonna have to be like crazy shit, like skydiving or something. Oh yeah, man, dude! I got a friend who lives in Macomb or in Pike County, where I'm from, and as of the past like year of his life, or maybe a little longer, I'm not sure, but he's been documenting it on. uh Instagram. Um, he flies in these like propeller things. Okay. Like it sounds crazy, but <laughs> okay. Like it looks like a giant box fan, but he flies this bitch into the sky. <laughs> what? Yeah. Look, 
I'm telling you. Okay, listen, let me explain this a little bit. I just imagine a flying ass box fan, somebody strapped to that bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Gotta tell me about that. Let me start. <laughs> let me start over. Okay, you know how they have those there's those boats that they have that are in Louisiana. And are oh, yeah. there's a bayou and they got the big ass fans on the pack. Right. Right. It's more like that kind of a fan. So okay. it's sort of like a big ass box fan, but <laughs> it's not. not yeah. But, and he straps himself onto this like little seat thing and he flies these things into the air with parachutes on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Is this something he made up or is it it's like people doing shit? That would be fucking nuts. <laughs> this dude is a god. No, it's a thing. It's a thing that people do. <laughs> Somebody, not me. Man. But, and it's like his thing. Like, it's called paragliding. And he really likes to do it. <laughs> Let me look paragliding. <laughs> I'm about to show you a video. Yeah. All right. The people can't see it, but I shout them out on Instagram sometimes, so y'all got to check them out. Hang on. All right, look. Can you see them flying through the area? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, so it ain't no real big fan from what I can see. It kind of like. I mean, it kind of. Sh- Listen to him. Look at him, bro. That shit is nuts. What the fuck? <laughs> How he gonna land with that? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna die. <laughs> no, is man. She- is he still around here kicking it, doing that? <laughs> Look, he's landing. Now that that view look crazy though. From oh, okay, I oh, can see. Oh shit, he's wowing. He's he didn't wilding. land. <laughs> this shit just folds up. <laughs> Is that him taking off of him landing? He he was he okay. Thank he was trying to land and then got picked up. <laughs> no, I think that they were actually. I think he was well aware that they were filming. So he was just trying to come real close to the ground, and he ran on the ground and went back up. Ah, uh, that makes so, sense. Yeah. That, that looks fun, though. I ain't going to lie. It looks fun. like some shit you had to do if you ever get a million dollars or, like, you finna die in a week or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was telling me they he, they had these carts, and he was uh, like, dude, you need to come up and, like, film something. We'll we'll do an episode, and you can come up or whatever. And I was like, yeah, dude, next time I'm out there, I'll, I'll be sure to hit you up. And he's like, no, I mean, you need to fly with me. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> And I tried to, my wife won't let, doesn't want to let me do it, but I'm trying to talk her into it because it'd be fun. I mean, I know she's not going to do it, but man, that'd be fun as fuck. Think about going on like Facebook Live or IG Live and being like, <laughs> look at this shit. That would be fun. You had to figure out how to like scrap your phone to your wrist or something because yeah. if you drop that bitch up there in the air, well, it's I'm, over with. I'm thinking to myself, well, if I dropped it and people got to, were watching it, that would be pretty wild. It might would be worth it, but it might would be worth it. And yeah. then somebody fuck up and catch it on the ground or something. Uh, like, fuck uh, you. We're getting all your credit card information. 
Because your phone's still clogged in. I'd be like, damn. See, the first thing you saw when you found a phone fall out of the sky was go steal his shit. You guys are assholes. <laughs> you didn't even let the screen lock before you went to stealing my shit. They seen that the screen wouldn't lock, and they took it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm considering doing that. That'd be fun. I think it would. If anything, after that, you should try to shoot a video, a music video or something. <laughs> yeah, some if I the first one, I might as well try to shoot a video <laughs> the second time. Well, that'd see, be. that's my, that's my fear is that the thing is just going to, like one of those cables is going to snap. Like what happens if the parachute breaks? Do you just like go straight down to the ground? <laughs> what a fan scrapped you. Like, <laughs> just flying like super fast. It's like a jetpack. Just a jetpack when you do the wrong thing. Oh shit. You know you're not if I would hope if you if it break you land on top of the fan and not like the fan coming down Dude, it doesn't matter how you land that shit is going to fucking hurt <laughs> that is you going might- to suck <laughs> oh man <laughs> hopefully the, the parachute is like tested every time or some, some kind of way <laughs> I mean it fucking better be <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> He's just winging it. This parachute been sitting here for 16 days untouched. <laughs> you can't pick that shit up and go fly. <laughs> Hell no. That's that's terrifying. I mean, that is terrifying. undoubtedly, there is a lot of stuff that goes <laughs> that goes into preparing to take one of those trips through the sky. And, you know, because he hasn't hurt himself doing it. But he also climbs cell phone towers for a living. So he's clearly not afraid of heights. Nah. That, that is him. That's, that's his element. Fuck that. Yeah. Because even when we were younger, we actually used to be roommates back in the day. I more or less slept on the couch at him and another one of my good friends' houses because they lived, they were roommates. And I just was there for most of the time they lived there. Yeah. But, uh. And he, he used to always just talk about, he'd be like, man, I want to go, I want to get a squirrel suit. Like, I want to learn how to use one of those flying squirrel suits. And it's like, are you, out of, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever seen those, but it's like with the, the glider suits. Little things under your arm. You, ain't, under you your ain't never watched a video of that shit that made you feel comfortable. <laughs> you know, it's like you're, <laughs> all, you're always like, oh, shit, he's going to die. Yeah, I think the the craziest shit, I watched a Family Guy episode, and Peter was doing this shit. His uh, instructor was trying to teach him how to, like, thread a needle. It was a big mountain that had, like, a hole in it. He supposed to go through it. The damn teacher just smacked on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Peter said, well, no. Nah. <laughs> I think he went I think he might have flew through it, though, just for dramatic shit. But the yeah. shit was crazy. It was like, because you see videos of it, and, uh, you like, damn, it looks fun. But then <laughs> you think about it, you, you, I'd probably piss myself mid-air trying to come down. And one wrong move, you're fucked. You're, you're just body's going to just go like a rag doll. You just go straight into the ground or into the mountain. It's over. <laughs> like there is, I didn't even stop. 
How do you stop? Like, how do you land on that? Oh, do you- they have parachutes. They have parachutes, oh. but it's like low range ones. So it's like you kind of got to balance out and just hit it and just come down. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought maybe you just find flat ground and keep gliding it out. Until you can- <laughs> if you're going as fast as some of those guys do, there's no stopping that. Like you'd have to go, you would have to go back up. <laughs> Once you went up, you would fall straight down. <laughs> Fall right on your back. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot. I forgot my uh, parachute. <laughs> Maybe I can land in the water. <laughs> the first, the first four layers of his skin is ripped off of his face. <laughs> He's like a fucking rock skipping across the water. <laughs> oh man. Oh my, oh my god. Yeah, if I had a million dollars I would not do that. Nah. Not this not the squirrel suit. The what he's doing, that's amazing. But the squirrel suit's a hell no. Yeah, that's not happening. For sure. I have always wanted to do something like uh you know, the uh jumping out of an airplane or or, yeah. or bungee jumping because that shit always. I mean, obviously with an instructor or like somebody. Like I'm not trying to do it by myself. I don't want to do it enough times to where you can do it by yourself. Yeah. Apparently, it's like <laughs> you have to do it like 25 jump 25 times or something with somebody before they're like, okay, it's time for you to jump on your own. Like it's a whole. You have to be invested in it, I guess. But it's kind of fair. I don't, I don't see myself doing it 25 times <laughs> once. I am doing it once. <laughs> And I'll probably be 80 by the time I do it. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm I'm jumping no parachute if I make it to 80. <laughs> I'm like, this is not where I belong anymore. <laughs> this, is, this is not where I belong anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> An 80-year-old dude is like, I'm just going up for the fun of it. It's been years. He just hauls ass for the door. They're like, what? (laughs) Go get him. (laughs) He gonna be dead. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) They would have had to jump out the plane super damn quick. And float down there and try to get him. Even then, it might knock him out. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it's like, can you even breathe if you're that old and you're that high in the sky? That's why I say I hope not. You fuck around and have a heart attack up there before you even hit the ground. I don't know. I don't know. if Maybe that wouldn't be the way to go. Nah. I mean, it'd be quick, I think, I guess. Dude, you would definitely make it on the news. <laughs> And your old man just jumps out of the airplane. Dude, <laughs> they would throw they would throw whoever was up there with you in prison. <laughs> They'd be like, no, you pushed that old man out. They'll never guess the old man jump. <laughs> just jump by itself. <laughs> just hauled ass and dove out the door. <laughs> They taking them to jail. Before they take them to jail, they gonna be doing a fucking news interview saying he just jumped. We don't know. He just jumped. And people like us would be like, those guys are so full of shit. <laughs> people like me and you would be on the podcast be like, those guys know they're liars. 
They just they, pushed his ass. They didn't give a fuck about that old man. <laughs> that would be some guy. I bet those guys are rich as fuck. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I I would probably buy a house and make sure that the house had like a really good studio. Even if I didn't know how even if I didn't know how to run it, I would be able to uh pay people to come invest their time to either teach me how to run it myself or to run it for me. Yeah. And, and make their own money off of like, you know, exactly not paid by you, but shit, you open your little basement area or whatever. Hell or yeah. And obviously, obviously I'd want to utilize some of the, a large portion of the money to create some more revenue, you know, some stream of income. So that way it's like, well, not only will I be able to make really good music now that I've invested in this and I don't have to pay to go do that really, you know, get a decent recording somewhere. It's like, or to get it mixed because they can just do most of, you know, you get what I'm saying. What it all entails from having a studio. It's like, and I can also pay to have somebody mix it. I can also pay to have it mastered somewhere really nice. I can also yeah. pay to get like, you know, decent features from artists that are like, if I wanted to invest that kind of time and money into music, but I also have a very, very nice podcast studio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would all be connected, obviously, but, and I could have that like in an opposite part. I could spend some real, some real guala on my home is what I'm saying. Yeah. And if I've got it paid off, you know what I'm saying? Just, ain't nothing you got to worry about for real. Yeah, exactly. Even if you blow through the entire million. Yeah, exactly. You got to worry about shit. Yeah, all I have to worry about is keeping the fucking lights on in this thing. It's like, but I don't have to pay rent. (laughs) That would be crazy. Think about going from like paying rent to like not even a year later, you're living in a home, your dream home, and you don't have to pay shit for it. It's paid off. Yeah. I certainly don't think, I don't think my dream home would cost a million dollars, but no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to take a million dollar home, but I don't think that I would need to. It depends on where you want to be at, too, because if you are in, like, California and shit, it's probably easy to hit that damn yeah. million, billion mark. Dude, if I can, if I can, I'll build that shit here. I'll yeah. build that shit right out here in the middle of the country and just keep my ass out here until, I mean, because look at it this way. Let's say you become popping enough to where people will be just trying to pull up on your shit. Well, by that point in time, you probably will have money to either – Build a fence or uh, move, you know, or have somewhere else to live. Right. Not from your $250,000 mansion that you have paid off already because you won the lottery or you randomly found a million dollars in your lap. It just fell in your lap. Yeah. yeah. And, and see, that's the thing that always throws me off because you start off with a million. And then, of course, depending on how high you are, or how late in the night it is with your boys, that, well, what about $10 million? <laughs> <laughs> And then somebody goes, some the the guy, whoever the guy in the group is in the back goes, So would you would you suck a dick for a million dollars? <laughs> then it's just oh bro, what the fuck? Probably <laughs> And then the it just starts the amount gets less and less, like okay, nine hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, sixty bucks. <laughs> He can try. He yeah. try to make room right at this point. He said, "What about fourteen hundred dollars?" He said, "I got that money bag Joe money, money bag blow money." But yeah, 
that's that's weird. <laughs> I don't know why I started thinking about that. oh the million dollars the house. <laughs> I always thought it was cool when you watch shows or you know like cribs or you watch a uh, some kind of show where they're showing like an illustrious home and they have like the game room in the basement like with like yeah, yes, I always table ping pong foosball and then like a couple of arcade games and shit like yeah. that. I always thought that was and a like a bar or something down there yeah. That's a big kicker for me having a bar, a functional bar. Like, if you had all that right there in like your basement, but the way your basement set up is there's sliding doors and you can walk out into the backyard from the basement. Yeah, that would be sick, man. It would. That, that would. would. Awesome. It's it's possible in some places. Yeah, it's like if you could imagine the, the like you know at this point in life, it's like who do you invite over? But it's like if thinking of the heyday when you like the time of your life where you had like the most active friends that you were like around, and it's like everybody comes over like on a Sunday afternoon because ain't nobody got to do nothing. You ain't nobody got to wake up early on Monday or nothing like that. And it's like oh, you know we're just doing doing real throwback shit, and it's just classic because you've got this basement that you bought with your million dollars that landed in your lap. <laughs> That'd be a lit time. Yeah. I mean, it would be dope until the IRS came for, because you had tax evasion on your million dollars that you just, uh, that you told them that you magically got because it fell in your lap. They would not believe it whatsoever. They had to figure something out. They yeah. Don't. I mean, but I think to myself, and I don't really know how it works, but it's like, okay, what is taxes? You have to pay taxes on money that just appears because it's like, what if this, like if if somebody, if you gave me a million dollars, do I have to pay taxes on that? If you just gave it to me, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Uh, Like, I don't know. I know. I think when you give away money like that, you have to tell them that you gave it away, but I don't know if the person who got it supposed to, so I would assume they probably do have to tell them if they told them that they gave it away. Like, well, think about, <coughs> excuse me. Think about if you, which I mean, okay, that would, that would in theory, that should clear you from having to pay taxes on it. Right. Like, cause if it's like, yeah, if it was a gift, them. if the, if they know that this guy, that you gave me this money and then they ask me where it came from, like he gave it to me check his bank account or check whatever. And it's like, if shouldn't they be like, Oh, okay, well we're not going to tax you because we know that it's, you know, it was a gift, a million, a million dollar gift, but still, because I'm thinking to myself now, it's like, so you mean to tell me that if they tax you on that, then me and you could just give this million dollars back and forth over and over and over again. And if we actually paid taxes on it, it would eventually not exist because we transferred it back and forth to each other because the IRS had to get theirs something to think about we'll never have to pay taxes on it because it was a or it would just dissipate because we would have to keep pay, paying taxes on it if they made us pay taxes on it because if we can't well i mean ultimately if we were having to pay taxes on it we wouldn't be giving it back and forth to each other or we would just be like you know fuck them you know, we're not telling them we're just gonna, if we're in the position to just be giving millions of dollars back and forth to each other we probably could just hide it away somewhere <laughs> they're not gonna come look for it Fuck the bank in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> paying no taxes on my million dollars, you asshats. Especially if it just fell in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Um, 
because I mean, I guess we can talk about your music. We might as well while we're here, which we did talk a little bit about earlier in the episode, but, um, <coughs> you have to excuse me. My throat is parched. Um, you released a video that I watched not too long ago and, uh, it's actually a pretty awesome video, but I want to say most of your videos are pretty cool because they're not like just typical rap videos. Like there's yeah. usually like more to it at least, which is the same thing that I've said previously about your music. I like your music because there's more to it than just, and don't get me wrong. There's a time and place. And most of the, most of the time and most of the places it's turn up music for me, you know what I'm saying? Most of the time, but in the same breath, like we were talking earlier, it's kind of like a dime a dozen, you know, with certain, types of music and to me your music has always had a little bit more substance even if it's not specifically talking about like serious well if you're talking about an issue it's obviously usually a serious one but uh, even your stuff that's not maybe as conscious if you will i don't want to say i'm not going to say put you in a box to say you're a conscious rapper but you get what i'm saying i like your your upbeat shit too so I, i like your music the uh, and the videos i digress i just jumped in a lot of different places but to get back (laughs) the uh you had a video for live autonomous is that what the name of the song is yeah okay yeah i I was just making sure because it says it on the uh video or whatever but i didn't know if that's actually what it was called or if it was like live autonomous or if i was saying it was live i didn't think about that (laughs) well i'm you i'm pretty sure you say live autonomous in the song so yeah i do so it kind of put two and two there uh I, i like the song i like the multiple messages you had in there and one of the things i was going to ask you you mentioned generational wealth and in, the, in that uh, song and you speak on it for a second or two or for a couple of bars. And I was in the million dollars question is something that I'm going to actually ask. Most of the Oh, I was going to say that that question is something I'm actually going to be asking multiple people like throughout the whatever, just because it's a, a fun conversation piece, but it also kind of, goes into, you know, what you with the general generational wealth. You said you were going to try to invest some of that money. Now, mind you, I'm not trying to just figure out your whole financial future or anything like that, because I don't know shit about it. But just off the top of your head, like if you if you were thinking about something that you were like actually passionate about, that you are at least halfway, you're passionate about music, right? Like, right. obviously, but if you could think of like any other kind of like industry, like that, you just think like, Hmm, I wonder if this is something that I could invest in and care enough to like, want to like actually not just put my money and let it grow over time, but put my money in somewhere and actually try to nurture it and learn myself like about yeah. something. Uh, does that make sense? The way I'm, yeah, it does. Uh, I feel a couple, I won't say industries, but types of businesses, uh, be, I think the first one I would try my crack at would be like a non-profit. Sure. So trying to help for whatever cause, for whatever place, wherever. Yeah. I'm not sure where my money would go in the first beginning, but right, you know, a right. non-profit to kind of, you know, build fundraisers. Non-profit is you don't get profit, so you're not making money off of it. Right. So you put initial investment and you can then come up with fundraisers and come up with all different other types of stuff to help you know, another call. And then I probably, uh, you know, 
I always got this dream of opening something in the SIP or in my hometown or something like that, of actual, you know, tangible business. Right. I've been in the food industry before. I probably, you know, open a small bar or something. Or, yeah. Um, something that even help the community even more like, a, you know, a school, a daycare. Yeah. Uh, after school program type of rec center or something like that. Right. See, then that's something that, that is interesting because it's like, uh, if you, think about something like that it's like it could not only i mean you could still get some like money out of it as far as like you having revenue but it also would be something that would be a uh an actual addition to the community of course i mean the same thing with a a good restaurant or a good you know you know bar with like food or whatever it's like but when you think about it something of the the caliber of like a day like you were saying a daycare even it's like it's like it i mean obviously i mean i'm sure you're not just trying to like watch after kids all day but in the same breath it's like opening a daycare it not only provides jobs for a handful of people if nothing else but it also is you know the goal would be for it to be like hey this we're going to run this as a business and also as a, a nurturing place for children because you know a lot of neighborhoods and communities don't have that it's like unfortunately you can't open like a hundred like a thousand of them you know like and put them in the places where they're most needed, you know, if you can start, you can start somewhere. Right. Like, no, absolutely. And it, 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 I mean, good, good shit influences other people to do good shit or, and strive to do good shit. And I, honestly, it works the same way. People being assholes just makes other people want to be assholes back, you know, and that goes into plenty of different things. I, I guess some people would use the terms like good energy begets good energy, you know, like, I mean, that's, I'm not usually the guy to just be like energy or anything like that, but I get that, that mindset. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. If we were yeah. using that as a metaphor, then that would fit perfectly. And right. to me, like I, I, my hometown is like in a bad spot as of lately. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, it, it, crime's getting worse. Like a lot of the the public figures, like people are just not having like a lot of respect for the public figures there. Not, I don't want to say like all of them, you know what I'm saying? But like, right. it's just, it's not a good, like people don't give a shit, you know? And obviously there's other things that we live in Mississippi, you know, 2020 happened, you know what I'm saying? Like tensions are high. I'm not saying that they're about to go to civil war in my hometown or nothing, but it's like that shit's there. It's like, and <clears throat> it's like you, people, you, it's like, how do you find a way to like make things like, like I would want to find a, like I've been wanting, this is a little bit off topic, but not really. I've been wanting to do a show in Macomb and I wanted to, you know, whenever we do in the past, when we've done shows, we don't take, we don't take the money. We just let them keep it because it's not like we're doing it all the time. And I think this is something that I had talked about before, but, and it's like, I, now I want to, I want to go back to Macomb and do a show for like, I don't want to do it for like the animal shelter or anything. Like I want to do it for, but I would do want to do it as a fundraiser for something. That way we can not only do the show, but maybe like have it set up to where it's like somebody does like an auction or something earlier in the day, like at the same place where we do the show. And so that way it's not just the rowdy young people paying for a ticket to go to a show, you know what I'm saying? And then like 10% of the beer sold or something, you know, like, but it's also like a thing that the community can be a part of too, like or a percentage. You're not going to get everybody in the town like Macomb to be a part of something and support something, but in the same breath, it'd be cool to have that. And it would be a good look, but it would also make other people want, I mean, you would hope that it would encourage other people to want 
to do something like that. Like it's like used to, it would be in my head. I would think we'll go do a show and we're going to look cool and badass. which I mean, you're still hoping you look cool and badass either way, but I'm just saying like, it's like, but we also like, you never know. You might plant a seed in that guy to want to make music. And it's like, now I'm thinking I'm trying to, I mean, this is all new in my head too, over just the past like couple of years. Now it's like I want to inspire people to do something bigger than that. Like I want you sure to learn how to do music or whatever, but more and more importantly, hopefully you can want to be inspired to have, you know, be whatever, whoever you want to be, but let your character speak more for, you know, you than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's like, uh, keep, keep your name out of the dirt, you know what I'm saying? But not really, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're standing for something that you, you know, you wholeheartedly love and believe or whatever, if you find yourself and people shit on you, then it's like, Hey, you know, just take pride in what you do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not necessarily speaking about that as much. It's just more like, Hey, you know, I want to do something and raise money. Like how, kind of how you were saying, like you were saying you would take, and I wasn't even thinking that big of a, a level, but you were saying if you would take that and try to create something that would be able to uh, perpetuate its own money filtration system for itself right. to like, if you started a nonprofit, the goal for that would be to, you know, get your investors, get your monthly investors or get your big dollar investors. And it's like, this is going to be able to keep itself going. And it's like, right. I don't mind being taking a chunk of what I have to create that is what you were saying, more or less. Yeah. Like, it's not going to necessarily make you money, but, you know, it's going to, that can be your one contribution that gives you a million contributions, you know right. what I'm saying? And, you know, stuff like that, and it is good, but that kind of stuff also opens doors to all kinds of other stuff, too, you know, like, I mean, there's some people that are just, they're almost like they're the type of people who are, uh, and I'm not saying that you'd want to do this, but it's like people, it's like a philanthropist by profession. It's right. almost like their job is as philanthropy. Like people give them money pretty much to like, Hey, this is the money that I want you to donate to the right places and put, put it in my name or, you know, we'll put it in together, but it's all my money, but you get a cut, you know, like not, it sounds crazy, but that's a real thing. But then just also people who they move money for people and they are, I'm a philanthropist, but I also deal with money. You know, I'm also an accountant, but it's like, there's no telling like, that accountant accountant entails it's like there's no accountant that just has millions of dollars like you're doing more than just counting people's money for them you know like and i'm not necessarily saying that you're doing something illegal necessarily but like there's obviously more to your job if you're donating a bunch of money or unless it fell in your lap obviously that is always an option yeah it fell in your lap (laughs) right 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 that's what the accountant said (laughs) Yo, I just freaked out. I'm sorry. My wife was walking in the kitchen, but I thought somebody was outside. <laughs> you, know, you heard the police earlier. Uh, yeah, man. I was like, damn, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that totally threw me off. It freaked me out. I forgot that, like, my wife was awake in there. Because <laughs> the way my headphones are, like, of course, I can hear myself, and I can also hear you. But, like, it's pretty much really quiet in my living room. I've got a TV on it, like, directly in front of me. But the volume's down. So I just heard, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> outside the house. 
it's it's them they're invading <laughs> i'm not ready i don't have any of my shit i'm hanging out we didn't learn our next language <laughs> oh my god you're so right we didn't i but i got so off topic man but you know we, we did get to talk talking about the uh you know the 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 ecosystem of being able to you know we talked i was bringing up your the general wealth comment that you are bars that you had in your song and you said that uh, a kind of about how you wanted to you wanted to start up a business, an actual tangible business in your uh, hometown, in addition to, you know, maybe trying to play your part in starting up some type of nonprofit organization or yeah. something of that caliber. And <clears throat> I was like, I always think to myself kind of in, a, in a, a lighter version or lighter piece of that conversation. I always think to myself, it's like, damn, what kind of business would I start like? That would both be beneficial, like, or it, it, it doesn't necessarily, whatever, something that would be a good commodity for the, my town that I'm setting it up in, but then also be something that can collect some kind of revenue. Like, right. I always think like, hmm, what do people need and or want? Like, what's, what's good enough of a, a luxury, I guess you can say for the, the most amount of people. Yeah. And I can't ever, th- I'm always like just trying to think of something like that, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm far from like starting a business like that. If I was going to start a business like today without a million dollars falling, falling in my lap, it would either be me having to learn a skill on YouTube and figuring out how to do it. That's just really simple to learn, but nobody wants to take the time to learn how to do it. Or I would have to like become really crafty. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I, I mean, the only business like that that comes to mind off the rip to me would be like the stuff that, you know, we like to do, be like creative stuff. It could be an art studio, yeah. music studio, a photo and video studio. Because, I mean, it's like not everybody does that. But you think about it nowadays, damn near everybody does that. Yeah. It's beneficial because they're getting their creative juices out, you know, getting their, you know, stuff out on their avenues on the same tip. They paying us for, you know, rental space or using our services. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, you, you don't have to bottle up so much stuff because you're in there. You know, yeah, right. that's true. I mean, and also it's like, if you found a way to make it like affordable, you know, cause it's like a lot of times when you find places like that, you know, that doubles as like a, you know, all but an actual music venue, which I mean, the way you're explaining what you're explaining, it's a music venue as well. You know, like that you could oh, on Saturday nights, you move everything to the back and put a curtain over it. And the rest of it is a music venue. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. It's like when you, if I mean, the thing about it is, is you would have to have the kind of space, you know, mm-hmm. like ideally it would be great to get like, you say you get like grant money to make something like that, like downtown or something. It's like you you get that and you do it to build it, but it would almost have to be like a half. Like you just picture in your head like a warehouse, but then like just half of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have to be like a quarter mile long warehouse, but like if you had it and you just like walled it off or like dropped big curtains. So it's like throughout the week, people are able to use different like a portion of it is like straight studio like and, you know. Then there's a portion of it that, you know, is more like film and open area. Like people could go in there and 
film themselves like you know juggling fire or something yeah. big ass badass lights and stuff around i'm just I'm spitballing really but it's like yeah. all the it really could be like the ultimate complex for but then you also have to sit there and think it's like in a town like here it's like how lucrative is something like that like you feel yeah. like it would be it's like, but in the same breath, it's like, how many people really have the money to just spend on some, all the different things that they would really want to do? They got so many other things to think about do with their money. Think about nothing like that. Yeah. And well, when it all boils down to it, you would catch yourself, you would find yourself probably making your most money from having the little studio that you have over there where you're, you know, having to run through like artists coming through rapping every day for 40 yeah. bucks an hour. And it's like, that's how you, how you end up just making all your money. And it's like, damn, it it's works. Like, it works now with in my hometown. It works now. That's what's doing it. People, I don't even remember it being a studio studio that I don't want to say that if people in there, but yeah, but yeah, it's all home studio. Hell yeah. And it's like, yeah, you charge people to come through or you and your people will record. And it's like, think about it. It's like, it makes sense why back in the day, though, like it used to cost like $300 an hour to go record in the studio. Right. Like this this predates me like ever. I mean, the first time I ever paid to go record in the studio, like making rap music was when I recorded uh, that Manny Anderson and Say My Name, like those two first songs what? that I put out by myself after th- like me and Josh kind of stopped making music. Yeah. And that's the first time I ever paid to go record music. The rest of the times I've been making music with my friends, <laughs> like right. since I was a kid. Like now when I played in rock bands and or was playing in metal bands and punk bands and shit, like we paid to go record our music because you couldn't just, it was, you were it was a lot less common that you were going to be able to record live instruments just in your house like that. Like you had to bring all of them in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but actual mics for each instrument. Yeah. Like there towards the end we were, we were getting to where you could do program drums and then you could record the guitar stuff directly into which you can, I mean, that's pretty commonplace now, but back then that was almost like some new shit to us. I mean, this is like 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. So, and you know, we, we recorded a lot of music like that, but it was always, we knew it was like MySpace quality, demo quality music, you know, and that was all fine and dandy when you were just like doing local band shit. But it's yeah. like, there was a couple of the bands that I was in where it was like, we went and actually recorded with people. And the, the one of the rock bands I was in, we went and recorded with a guy who like co-produced like POD, some of POD's music. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That was like the nicest studio I've ever been in. Like I'm, we got the hookup. Two guys in the band, their family had a little bit of money and they kind of helped us out with making that happen. So, but we, that was the band that I got to travel and see most of the country with too. So that, that was pretty tight. As a teenager, that was tight. I mean, that's I, a really weird I, I, Yeah, I peaked out at 17, but it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I had a lot of fun as a 17 year old. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think I've ever, I had never been to a, like a big studio, like a, you know, a good uh, actual studio. Yeah. I've uh, been home studio. But no, I have been to one. Uh, it was a dude, uh, near Hattiesburg. He, uh, he turned like a, not a shed, but you know, one of the, was it, store- in, was it in Bashfield? 
I want to say it was. It was around that area. Like it was kind of a little ways out of Hattiesburg, but it yeah. was. Yeah. And it was like ducked off, like it was just out in this neighborhood, out in the woods, like kind of. Yeah, pretty much, I remember it being like a lot of trees and shit out to the right. I want to say, I want to say, I went out there one time. I don't I ain't trying to put in their shit on blast or nothing, but I mean, they, they had like, like they clearly had somebody who invested a shitload of money into that room. Yeah. It's like, and it wasn't the guys running it, probably. It looked like, nice as hell on the inside. Yeah, they had like a little kitchenette shit in there. Like you, like like when you walk in the door, did they have like a like you could sit on a couch and watch TV? Oh yeah, we could watch TV. I I didn't yeah. see like a kitchen or nothing. No. We would watch somebody was playing the game and shit, and yeah. we would sit on the couch. I don't know. It might be the same place. It might not. But either way, the place I'm talking about was it was it was nice. When J Rad was fucking with some people out there like for a while, like he was engineering for him, and um, it might be the same people. <laughs> possible. Uh, but th- one of the artists that they had that was like their bread and butter at the time was a guy named Kali. He spelled this guy's name. It was spelled like K O L L E Y. And he had like, he had beats produced by propane from like produce a bunch of shit for future. He had like pictures with future and shit. So it's like these people were plugged in, but like he, I don't know. Like, he had like a really high quality music video, but I don't know that like he ever, anything ever came from it. Like I think that uh-huh. somebody was just investing money in him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was one of those kind of scenarios. This guy, so. like this guy like owned a trucking company or something. Yeah, breed. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, they had seemed to have something pretty cool going on down there, but I guess nothing ever really came of it. Came of it, and I don't. I assume that all that. I don't think any of that's private information. <laughs> I didn't really say anything. I don't know the address, so I, I don't even remember where the fuck I was. For real. I just remember it being like ducked off somewhere. Yeah, I would say all those people that I met down there were really nice people, and it was a really nice establishment. I enjoyed myself the time I went down there. The one time I went down there. Yeah. Pretty sure I got drunk and fell asleep on the couch that was there, though. <laughs> Not going to lie. For like half the day. Yeah. That's how studios go. Everybody who sit on the couch, it's over with. You finna lay out. <laughs> yeah. Especially if somebody's like trying to perfect something. If like, if, if whoever the engineer is or the guy producing, making a beat, it's like, you're definitely going to sleep. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes even even the rapper or the singer or something like if it takes a lot of takes to get that shit out. Yeah, like, you yeah you might as well go to sleep. <laughs> Man, we went to New Orleans one time. Me and Jared and uh, I don't know. Did you ever did you ever meet Bop Bop? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bop Bop. Uh, me and Jared went down to New Orleans, and I was getting drunk before we left to even go down there. But we were going down there and talk to some people that they had something to do with like a label or something like that. But they were like, I mean, it wasn't like a big label. I mean, I'm, they might be big in the city. I don't know. But they, I knew it wasn't like a really, it was some guy trying to get off the ground. He was going to like invest his time into us and shit, you know, but he, we, they had these apartments that were like, basically you rent out, rent them out. They're like studio apartments, but they're not that big, but it was basically like you're renting out a practice room. Almost like because the right next door to where they had their studio set up and, you know, that was like their little spot was in this apartment complex that was like a rented out room more or less. But it was a big open room. Anyway, next door to them, they had a, there was a band in there practicing. Like just I guess they were like a cover band. And I was so thrown off. I went and sat in their room and watched them practice. And they were like, dude, they were like popping pills and everything. <laughs> 
they were J Rad and they were like, Where the fuck did Shane go? Because they had shut the door. I was in there having a hell of a good time, dude. And I was <laughs> you thought that was that was part of them. I was like, I was like, man, this is fucking great. And then like that they go back over there, like, hey, dude, you know, they're wanting to record something. I'm like, oh shit. So eventually, and I'm 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 trashed at this point. So it's like, shit, I can't believe. And it's like probably 1030 at night by the time we actually get to there. And, and then all that happened. And then they're like, dude, they, you know, they kind of want to, they want to work on a song. And I'm like, I don't have anything written. Like, and I'm definitely not in the state of mind to just come up with something. And, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they want to be here for a few hours. It's like, also I'm throwed, but yeah. I ended up making quite the fool of myself that night, but we all got pretty trashed and, well, I got pretty trashed and, you know, we ended up being able to laugh about it later on. So, and I don't think any of us were really that worried about trying to sign no paperwork with uh, them anyway. It was just a good experience. <laughs> See what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Hell, yeah. Any trip to the city back then was also totally, I was down. I was like, let's go. Especially if it has something to do with music. Yeah, anyway. exactly. I mean, I mean. I've been. I feel like we've most. Have you, you've had been to Bourbon Street before and like turn up down there. Yeah, it's like you do that a handful of times. It's like by the time you get older, it's like I almost just want to go and do something different down there. <laughs> Which I wouldn't necessarily say that I'd want to go get trashed and stumble across a uh, cover band's practice space. But in the same breath, I did have a good time. So. <laughs> It takes every time you step into New Orleans. If you're not from New Orleans, every time you step into New Orleans, it's like you know what you want to go do. You want to go down Burb, yeah, get fucked up real fast. But it's so much more shit to go see, and you know, yeah, have like a grown up good time on some shit. Yeah, no shit. I uh, I definitely, I definitely uh, agree. Um, well, I'm gonna ask you uh, one more question before we uh, end up getting out of here, G. G, I've, you know, I forgot. Is do you want me to call you G, or do you want me to call you Narrow, or do you want me to call either, you G Narrow? Either one, uh, whichever one comes to your mind while you talk. <laughs> the way, and that's what you said to me. I'm pretty sure last time I asked you that. But I, uh, I feel like the easiest way for me to say is Gennaro. Yeah. but I don't want it to sound like I'm saying generic because you're not generic at all. You're yeah. the original. The Originero. <laughs> that was so lame, but I just came up with that. Play on words, wordplay. Uh, okay, so I, I would usually, I would usually probably ask this of all time, but I'm not going to get you in that position right now because then we'll end up going for another hour. But right now, in your, you know, in your space of of how you are living your day to day. And I don't, I'm not sure how heavy you even listen to music. I'm assuming you listen to it a good bit. Um, I know a lot of these people these days a lot listen to podcasts and interviews and stuff like this. We're kind of heavy. I'm personally really heavy on retaining information to a fault at times. So it's like, I kind of miss out on some music, you know, kind of how we were talking earlier about how you only get so excited for new music, but uh, who, who are you listening to right now, whether it be music or podcast or anything like that are all music are all whatever like who are a couple of people that you are being uh inspired by right now mm. inspired is even a strong word i just know who is who is interesting to you right now like entertaining to you mm. music wise i listen 
I really just go on Spotify. Spotify, the reason I love Spotify is because they'll, they give you what you love and then they also toss you some new artists that you probably fuck with. Yeah. And, uh, so I just really go to my playlist on that. That just consists of like boss, uh, that consists of like, uh, it's some young thug in there. Yeah. Uh, that's some young thug. Which is, if you would have asked me this like 10 years ago, you, you probably would have never met, hear me mention Young Thug, man. And He's got quite the catalog, quite the versatile catalog now, though, honestly. Yeah. Like, versus back then, he's got a lot of different styles of music, too. Like, right. it's not like he's all just, he's not just a, a one, uh, a one and done kind of guy. Exactly. Uh, him, I mess with, uh, J.I.D. Yeah. Mess with, uh. I thought, did you say Boz for, at first? Yeah. The A.S.? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy because uh, it's just wild that he was like the first person you named. Because that's very rarely would you hear that as some being the first person somebody named. I, I really mess with Boz. I've been messing with Boz when he put out last winter. That was a while ago. Yeah. Man. But that wasn't my favorite project. But I really didn't mess with it super heavy. But he came out with Too High to Write. That's still one of my favorite albums of all. Like, when people ask you if you were to get stranded on the island, what three albums you have, that's yeah. one of what's going on with me on a definite. Uh, yeah, Boss is dope. Uh, I like slower stuff, too. So I'm with, uh, not even slower, but real musical so I really listen to John Bellion. I even got one of the finals over here. Oh, wow. uh, John Bellion is pretty dope. He self-produced most of his own shit. Oh, he that's was the uh, Yeah. And like crazy and produced it, producing. I, uh, I put him up there with like Kanye West when it oh, comes wow. to self-producing. Uh, and while I'm talking about self-producing, I obviously fuck with Big Crick too. Yeah. Uh, most of his stuff self-produced. Yeah, like, something something about whenever you know that an artist like has you know produced their their own like they almost like they whipped up that whole thing like it's like two, them and maybe two or three other people like in like a shed somewhere by themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like and then they right. sent it to the label or whoever and said this is going to be it. <laughs> you yeah. like if they're in a shoes like that, it's like. To me, that's always it makes you listen to it differently. Like when they were telling me that Russ like wrote, recorded, produced, engineered, yeah. mixed, mastered yeah. all of his own shit, and I'm not even like a super big Russ fan. Like I'm not like I didn't hate him when everybody hated him, but I also didn't start loving him when everybody loved him either. He's yeah. got good music, but when I listened to it, you know, actually was watching his interviews and hearing him talk some more, I got to where like I would listen to his songs. I'm just like, damn, this dude really, you know, that's a talent in itself. I mean, I've always been very open with the fact that it's like, hey man, I can bring some, uh, I can bring the the product there, but I'm not gonna be able to package it. And you know, like <laughs> it's like you know, what I'm saying? I, can, I can only I, there's only so much I can bring to the table when it comes to that. You know, what I'm saying I can try my best to make people think we're cool too online. You know what I'm saying? But like other than that, you know, I'm being facetious, but I'm just saying like, I think that's very, that shows a lot of talent to be able to make that kind of music and then be able to make yourself sound good afterwards, post-production, you know. Russ, Russ does the thing. Uh, yeah. I hadn't heard a bad Russ song. 
<laughs> ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate him. I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get super into him at first because yeah, it's just I mean, he had a couple of good songs that I liked. I really like that that single he's got with uh, Rick Ross that he it's been out for a little over a year. Guess what? I just wanted something after that. I don't know. It's like, I ain't heard that one. I ain't heard that. It's clean. The the instrumental, the sample and in the instrumental is just it's phenomenal. But they obviously knew that. That's why it was the lead single on his album when it came out. So uh and it's got Rick Ross on it. So yeah. he's kind Rick of Ross, a, he's like a legend at this point. So Yeah. And he always go hard like he go hard on his own hooks, but if he on a feature, you know he finna smash on. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, and that to me that used to be what it was like with uh you know with Wayne. Yeah. It's like Wayne used to be which now it's to me I just kind of put it with Lil Wayne it's like you have uh 9 out of 10 songs will be mediocre at best but that 10th song is like god that fucking verse was amazing. It's like yeah. he still you know you'd be like he still got it. You know he still got it. And you got to give him credit. Then you'll go nine songs. We're like, what the fuck is he doing? It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're way better than. And then it's like that tenth song comes, and you're like, oh my fucking god, I'm so sorry, I doubted you, Wayne. That's how. That's how I felt about. I did. It took me a while to get back on to listen to Wayne, but I did finally, like a year later after he dropped it, went and listened to Carter Five. Yeah, that's the same thing with me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. It was some songs on there that I. I like like the one with him and Kendrick. I like. Yeah. Uh, it was sitting on that one for a while, apparently too. Oh man. That that had been recorded for a good while, which is understandable. It's like, you better throw that bitch. Cause a lot of people liked that one. Mona Lisa, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But then he put out an album called funeral. I bumped funeral for some reason. Like I, yeah. I, I definitely messed with that one. It had a lot of good songs. He was back to rapping. And he has, you know, his little you know, shit, his little emo shit stuff on that too. But he made it go hard some kind of way. And he had like some good songwriting too on a few songs. Yeah, so it kind of brought me back with Wayne. But yeah, it's like yeah, I kind of feel like it sucks that it's like it's not instantaneous anymore with him. Like used to, you hear something, you'd be like, I'm bumping this for the next three weeks. And it's like <laughs> one song. It's like. Yeah. But it's like now it's like he has to his music has to grow on me more now than it used to, uh, which I mean, I'm not mad at him about it. Fuck it, dude. You have done more than enough. You know, everything <laughs> afterwards is just, hey, if you're enjoying yourself, then I don't care. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, just thank you for giving it to us. That's the right. way. Like, at least we get to hear it. <laughs> and gave us other artists too. gave us like Drake and Nicki Minaj. Right. Yeah, like, and which in turn gave us a fuckload of other people, <laughs> you know, yeah. like because I mean Drake and Nicki Minaj are like the grandparents almost. They're the parents to the 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 whole industry, damn near. I yeah. mean, neither one of them are probably in this. I mean, I don't. It's hard to say that Drake's not. I mean, Drake really is been on top of the world for ten years. Yeah, if he, he probably still. If not on top, be like right on the crest of the damn top. Be yeah. right there. And he, it, the only reason that he wouldn't be on the top is because he's turning his shoulder to the, you know, to the to the light. Like, oh, I'm a scorned man because I'm rich and I've been drinking wine for too long in my dungeon in my castle, you know, in my fucking nine million dollar compound. I'm a, I wonder how much he's he charged for verses nowadays. I bet he doesn't um, charge. 
I bet he does. He probably this is probably not true, but I was gonna say I bet he just don't exclusively does like verses for equity or for his homies or like yes. people that he's like. I'm because Eminem apparently doesn't charge for verses anymore. I mean, obviously they're two completely different artists, but like Eminem's like, I'm only gonna do a verse for you if I fuck with you. Yeah, I feel that that's how Drake do. Cause like you said, if like Drake, I've noticed over time Drake will go after. I ain't gonna say go after like he's just a predator on these, but the newer artists that's you know popping or about to pop or they got yeah. like a street anthem or something here, hop on that wave, Dude, which is smart. They call you it. Think- they- it's the Drake stimulus package. That's what they, that's what they've been calling it for a while. Seeing see, see somebody talk, call it that and then they, he'll hop on that. But I've seen like people like Kanye do it at the same time. He'll go find somebody who popping like he kind of did with Travis Scott back in the day. Yeah. Hop on the wave with Travis or Drake did like block boy JB hop on that wave for a second and make yeah. what they do. Bounce. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's crazy to think though because it's like they all there's like been the conversation is like is that a blessing or a curse? It's like a fatty wop. His 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 lack of uh, growth is on him. I mean, it ain't got nothing to do with his his Drake getting on his song. His biggest song didn't have nothing to do with Drake. You know what I'm saying? But that, I mean, obviously that helped to his run. That Drake re- like remixed his song and released it. You know what I'm saying? Like that was huge for fatty wop, but. uh uh, Trap Queen wasn't that wasn't the one that Drake was on, you know. But that was a but then, but he, like you said, it's on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He if you have, if you read or have heard anything about him in the past six years, you understand he be, he's been living wild, you know. But and he's the one who didn't follow up immediately, or his label, whatever. But it didn't have anything to do with the fact that Drake blew him, gassed him all the way up, and then it was. I love McConan. I don't know what his gig was, but like. After, I mean, he had some, a couple of songs that came out, but after Tuesday, ain't nobody was checking for his ass at all. Nobody was checking for him before. Like, nobody really cared about him before to be, I mean, obviously people did. He obviously had fans somewhere. Yeah, he had to have a few fans to, you know, get you. In comparison, I mean, nobody, nobody got the Versace stimulus package. Like, when Drake did the Versace verse, the Migos, it's like, and they were popping. And, and I was going to say they, they probably because they were they already had like they wave going up. They were they were street famous for sure. Like people listen to them like how like four or five years ago people would be you'd be walking down the road and you just hear YBN. I'm excuse me, not YBN. Uh, NBA Young Boy. Yeah. Like yeah. they bump him in the south like so. Heavy. I mean, I compare Migos there when they were like. The same way, really, it was with Rich Homie Quan too, but he kind of fell off. But it was like the Lil Wayne era, the Kevin Gates, Lil Boosie, all those art, NBA young boy, the way that they treat artists from Louisiana, that's kind of how Atlanta and them were treating Migos for sure. Because yeah. like you just heard like their music in the hood all the time. Like, and it's like songs you never heard. You know what I'm saying? Like, and from my point of view, this is before I was like a fan of the Migos or whatever, before they were really fucking with, or they did that song with Drake that blew up or even right after that, it was like, they had the no label mixtape and then they had the second one too. And those out, those mixtapes and shit were, I mean, there was like two or three other ones that were just super popping. Yeah. And without Drake, like Drake didn't have to blow them, (laughs) but the fact that, he like popcorn them into oh yeah 
Yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't miss a beat. In other words, once they got where they were going, they didn't decline any, and then have to work their way back to that single. Like no, they can't. They followed up with some good shit, and followed up with some good shit, and followed up with some good shit. And it's just crazy that they ended up being the ones to do that. Because I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like you, if you had to think about the three of them, are definitely. I definitely would say that they are bigger than Young Thug. But Young Thug is all of them in one person. <laughs> that's that's true. When you think about it, he really is. Yeah, and and and, and, and an extra person. Yeah, and <laughs> an extra person, like crazy. Yeah. But uh, Thug, when you said Rich Homie, Rich Homie had a he he could have had a damn. I don't know. He could have had what Young could've Thug got. Could have right? had it all, bro. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like he didn't because of Thug though, because Thug kind of came in, grabbed his, grabbed what he had, and kept going too. Like as far yeah. as fans and stuff go, that's true. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know if it was by design or what, but I'll tell you what. I definitely knew who Rich Homie Quan was before I knew who Young Thug was. I heard about Young Thug from Rich Homie Quan. Yeah. Like, one of his mixtapes, Young Thug, was on there. Well, you get the fuck the out of my face. That was the first yeah, song. <laughs> yeah, that was the first Thug song I ever heard. I'm like, who in the fuck is this? <laughs> Hell yeah, I think, yeah. I think everybody. Get the fuck out of my face so that we fight. <laughs> At first, I was like, man, turn this shit off. Then yeah, we go boy. back and listen to it. Like, shit, shit, this shit kind of jamming. Yeah, it's funny. And that, that created, I mean, that was, a, uh, I mean, obviously something created that. But it's like that sound is everything now. I mean, yeah. it of course evolved, obviously, but I'm just saying like that right. is that that is at the core of everything that we hear most of the time, most of the time now. On each, on each genre of music too, which is crazy. Right. You hear yeah. the shit in pop, you hear it in everything. Hell yeah. <laughs> he, well, pop he, he, I think it's crazy whenever I'll be listening to the top 40 station and some posty will come, some post Malone or come on or something and you fucking, he's got a, Young Thug is playing on top 40. Like, to me, that's wild. Because Post Malone and him have a song together to say, I want you out of my bedroom tonight. I don't think I can save you. It's some, you know, really poppy top 40 shit. But yeah. it's got Young Thug on there. And, and they got a music video for it and everything. This just came out a little on Post Malone's last album. But that shit was hard. I mean, it, it, and it was a dope-ass verse. I mean, he's just, of course, crooning, just, I love you, the solo. <laughs> just doing that. <laughs> Doing the the real deal, young thug shit, and you got to go listen to it. It's a good song for what it's worth. I'm gonna have to go look at it. Hell yeah! Well, hey man, uh, I guess we're gonna go ahead and get wrap this up. Is uh anything you uh want to say or whatever before you get off here? Tell people where they can find you. Uh, find me on the gram on Twitter. All that at g underscore n e double r o. Uh. Yeah, got music coming out. Got two more singles coming out before I put an album out. Album coming out like September, fall, 2020, 2021. 2021. Hell yeah. Yeah, brand new shit. Brand new shit. That's awesome. Well, for the people who follow me, obviously I will be, uh, who find, who keep up with me through social media, they'll be able to find you anytime I post something about this podcast. Also, I also share your stuff periodically anyway. So hopefully, uh, those of, those of the consumers that have not already followed you will be following you and keeping up with your story or through while obviously people blow, as I said before. So if it's only four, three or four people, 
it, those people are awesome. If it's if 566,000 people, then those people are awesome too. Maybe they'll all be from Russia and they'll speak both, hey, they'll speak both Russian Russia. languages. <laughs> we, we might tell them to do some shit before they even know to do it. Hey, we just press the button on something. Yeah, we might be changing. We might be changing the game. Game. <laughs> I really, I, I was, I was telling my coworker the other day. I was like, "Hey, we got to stop bullshitting, man. We need to just go ahead and plan to save up enough money and move to fucking Africa." I was like, <laughs> "Africa is really on the up and up these days. By the time we're old people, Africa is going to be like the new America." It is, <laughs> and it's, it can be like two or three Americas. Like yeah. it's so damn like so many countries and shit out there. Exactly. And it's like, they're just now, it's like, they're getting into like a, a new age out there, like of like industrialism. And it's like, and like, they're like, Hey, we want to build shopping malls as well. It's like, Oh, it's a new capital farm. So as we deteriorate, all of our lifeblood goes down, they're going to, you know, be a much healthier version of us, like a more youthful version of us with hopefully yeah. a little less, uh, problems. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it in the comparison of the education system. Like, when we kind of like, we kind of, our education system back, back in the gap, people from other countries wanted to come over here just to get in our education system. Yeah. Now we've stayed on that little stagnant ass line for the same probably 50 years. Everybody else in other countries just kind of, yeah, you know, going up to their education again. There is a lot yeah. more than a million dollars falling into the lap of Africa right now. Like there, there's people investing big money, especially China. Which, you know, of course, if you want to get into your conversation of warfare and political warfare, it's a whole different conversation. But let's just say, let's just say that we just ignore that part of it and just think about it. Hey, they're investing money down there because if you think about it, people just ignored the fuck out of Africa for forever. Not really, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, you know, why don't we go stop the crazy shit that's going on there instead of the Middle East? Well, because they don't have a bunch of oil, but they probably have like a bunch of lithiums or something. So China's like, hey. You know what? Let's work something out. We're going to, we're investing in here, you know, but they're all about like, you know, kind of how it's called imperialism, but it sounds so much darker, I guess, than it actually is, which it might actually in the end be. They might just turn us all into like, uh, like robots that produce blood or something, <laughs> but not China exclusively, but just somebody. <laughs> I digress, but. I don't know why I was saying we needed to move to Africa, but I don't think that by the time I'm in my mid thirties, that it would be that bad of an idea. We'll have to see a little bit longer how things go. And, you know, by then Africa might be like, fuck this. We're burning it all down too. And like, <laughs> <laughs> too many y'all coming over here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're like, uh, they're like, no borders, no wall, no Africa at all. <laughs> it's like the same shit they're saying about like no borders, no walls, no USA at all. I don't know what the fuck. One of those chants that they say. It doesn't matter. Either way, I digress. Thank you for being on the show, man. And I appreciate it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good one, bro. And uh dude, anytime, if you whenever you if in September or a little bit before then, if you want to come back on, which obviously we can talk about this off air, but feel free to uh shoot me a text or message me or something. We'll keep in touch. I, I'm really bad about keeping in touch, but in the same breath, you know, I'm I'm around and if you ever need any help, man, just holler at me. If there's anything Will I can do. if there's anything I can help with, just holler at me. Will do. Will do. I appreciate it. Uh-huh, hell yeah, and uh, right on, bro, thank you. Oh, thanks, much love, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hello, time me up. Brand new seat, seat, brand new.
and persistence. Dog, I hustled over time for the glitz and all the hate to see a nigga that admits his flaws. But now I'm about to do shit that's gonna piss them off. I just got my fucking wings, now I'm on the way up. I'm coming for everything, now they gotta pay up. When I run the fucking screen, now I'm on the layup. At times I had to scrape up, but a nigga never gave up. Feel like everything in his life new. If I ain't did it, I'ma try to learn happiness is inside you. Bullshit, I say goodbye to the snakes right in your eyes, dude. The same ones that'll bite you that you ain't gotta reply to. Not everyone would like you. Best of critics, pessimistic, set of limits, sour limits. I'ma finish, start beginnings. I ain't gotta be alone. You can be my mom beside. Mama see the ride with me if even I ain't have a ride. Push the start on unbelievers. Brand new seats, seats. Brand new whip, whip. Brand new vibe. It's a brand new trick. Brand new.